are we on? Always. Always. Episode 100 million. 14, mate. There we go. Nice. Nice number, that is. 114. So it's very generous of you to bring a McDonald's breakfast round to, for Hannah this morning. Mm. Well, you know. Trying to, to do it. Trying to kill her with the poison food. Yeah. I put some rat, uh, rat poison in it. It is good. Do you like McDonald's? Um, no, not really. Um, it's just good if you're feeling rough, isn't it? That's it's kind of what it's about. McDonald's that should be their logo. McDonald's good if you're feeling rough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it should be because it, it does it does seem to help you. No matter, I'm not hungover or anything. I'm just not feeling very well, and it just helps for some reason. Well, it is not. It's not even early, but it's like it's not that you're f- what you're feeling poorly. Yeah, well. It's, I've got a stupidly massive headache at the back of like behind my eyes. Have you taken any pills for it? Yes, I have. Well, that's all right then. Have you taken any painkillers for it as well? Yes, <laughs> I have. So how's your week been, mate? Um, a bit mishmash this week, work-wise. Just bitty, horrible, like you know, what I mean, going backwards and forwards and doing little bits and bobs. So, yeah, but it's been all right. Uh, we might as well go through some shout-outs. Have you have you got any that you want to cover? Um, let me think. Possibly the whole world. Everyone in the world. <laughs> sweet Lady Shady. She Sweet Lady Shady. That's That's got porn star straight away written all over it, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. It's just a name like that. What, pati- what particular um, like category is she in? What genre? The ass fucking R- category. Right. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> She's not going to listen again. <laughs> Chris McCauley. Um, he's brother to McCauley Cokin. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he's just a, he's a bit ashamed of him. So he's because he knows he's probably been touched by Michael Jackson. So he's changed his name slightly. So it's his first name is slightly like Macaulay Culkin. Chris Chris Macaulay is uh, he was in the porn remake of Home Alone. It's called Bone Alone. <laughs> Bone Bone and Home. Signed Chris Macaulay. <laughs> Corey Jones. Corey Jones. Um, he sounds like a some sort of bass guitarist for a band. Yeah, like an American, like American new metal. Yeah, yeah, American new metal. Corey Jones, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Jones on bass. <laughs> Dale Schaffer. Dale Schaffer. He works um, in mines. Nice. Like a like a coal mine, I reckon. Like in Wales, if Wh- there's any left. What country do you reckon he's from? Just basing on his name. Um, I'm going to say he's... Uh, what's his name? Kale, Dale, Dale. If we say kale, <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not like vegetable. Um, uh, is I'm kale a vegetable? I think it is. I don't know, Denmark or something. Denmark is it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, the Danish Pretty name, new. isn't it? Dale, Dale, Dale yeah, Dale. M- M- Marie McClelland. Um, she she uh, works in a gardening uh, store. Yeah, in like a garden centre thing. What section? Um, she she's. She works in the candle section. Because why do they always have a candle section in in um in all these like um garden centres when really it should be about surely gardens? Yeah, they, s- and they, they have s- like a ma- one massive sort of like sort of area where they just sell like candles, and you're like, this isn't what I come here for. And pretty much every single garden centre will have a poster up behind the candle section saying "Do not steal," because everyone just nicks candles for some reason. Yankee candles, they're the ones, aren't they? Yeah, everyone seems to. Yeah. No, the r- most robbed thing is um, sh- razor blades for shaving your face. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Apparently so. Why? I don't know. Was I it like a black market or something? I don't know. I think it's because they're like, like £80,000 a blade. And batteries. And batteries, yeah. Batteries would be a good, good steal. You'd think like booze would be up there. 
Yeah, but I think I think Fags. I think they're all over that, aren't they? Because everyone likes booze, so they're going now. Everyone keep your eye on the booze. They've got like electronic tops, haven't they? Yeah. So if you walk out, it goes me 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 me. But Does bat- it anyway? batteries and stuff, but whatever. We've got millions of them. I was in the I was in the supermarket yesterday, and they were selling two liters of I think it was Bell's whiskey for sixteen quid. I was like, that's I mean, if it wasn't such two a hor- liters, if it wasn't such a horrible whiskey. Yeah, it was huge. You know, like the ones that you see people use for, like, money. Like, yeah, yeah. One of them. I thought, hmm. I mean, if you were a tramp, if you were a homeless dude and you managed to scrounge 16 <laughs> quid, that's your way out. It is, but I think uh, the problem is if you've got a massive bottle like that and then you're asking for money, people are going to go, what? Have <laughs> <laughs> you just bought that with all the money from begging? You know? You'd have to decant it into, like, um, smaller, like, uh, bottles, wouldn't you? McDonald's cups. <laughs> yeah. I'm just drinking a coffee. <laughs> yeah, made out of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Newcomb. Newcomb. Yeah, Newcomb. Newcomb. Yeah. Sean Newcomb. I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Um, he he's a a, a model. A model. Hmm. He's got that sort of name. Underwear, swimsuit. You know, like River Island. I reckon beard model. Is he is he like a tranny model? You can I, re- say I reckon tranny. a be- I reckon a beard a beard, a beard model. model. Yeah. Like so, there'd be pictures of him in barbers. You're going out, you're going out, yeah, you know, yeah, those Twisty pictures, ones. yeah, yeah, with like like mental curly mustaches and like you know like sixteen hawks, hawks, some of them hooks hanging out the some face. Some of them beards whatever. are insane. Oh, Did no. you see that Geezer who made like a um, a bowl out of his beard and he put like he eats his dinner out of his? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. That's wicked. It's not wicked. It's horrible. It is. But imagine if you forgot you had a bowl of food, though, and you fall asleep and you, your head goes back. You're just going to get woken up, aren't you? It's just going to sp- splat in your face. You're going to drown in your own food. Uh, Could it, it eat cereal on it? Uh, with milk in it? I think it's like... I bet you if you, like, really, like, beard waxed, waxed it to it, hell. Yeah, like, waterproofed it or something. <laughs> like he was eating noodles. Silicon. Silicon it. <laughs> just smear yeah. man, like, fucking get it nice and watertight. <laughs> nice and watertight. Oh, dear. Is there anything else we need to cover? Um, <coughs> that's all our shout outs I mean I'm a bit haphazard with the old uh, stuff at the beginning this week well I don't know I, 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 is there anything decent on the news happened this week that like lady wants to come back who left who went to ISIS and because there's like two villages left she decides she wants to come back now oh is that after America launched their all out offensive to crush their last like yeah. slither of land t- that they're two, holding they've got, two vi- going, they got two villages and she's going uh, um, I want to come back now um, and so I can look after my kid I don't regret it you're like you do don't you you're not saying you, the right thing. Why, why are you trying to come back to England if if that's the case? Surely, if I was there, I'd go, I've kind of fucked that opportunity of nine now from what I've done. So maybe I'll just try and go, I don't know, Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So something like that, you know? So she's saying she's not regretting it. And go meet Dale. Didn't, <laughs> she's not regretting it. Is that what she said? <laughs> she says she doesn't regret going to Syria. She's not coming but back she, then? She, but she, <clears throat> she wants to come back because she's had three kids. Two of them have died and this this because of mal, uh, now nutrition problems and all that. And um, No food. And, yeah, basically. Because she's living in a camp because there's nothing left of ISIS at the minute. Um, it's like two villages or something, they were saying. Do you know what I mean? And she's going, oh, shit. I, I, think, th- I think I made the wrong choice here. Yeah, yes, she did. Yeah, probably should have just You're not allowed yeah. back. That's why I'd be like, sorry. Well, you're not, you can't come back. Yeah, simple, isn't it? You'll have to do some serious, serious like uh, cross examination. And and on another massive news note, um, shock horror: Trump's obese. Trump's what? Obese. Is that what they've said? Mm-hmm. But he's healthy. He's completely fit and healthy. But he's obese. Well, do you think that's possible? No. 
I think if you're obese, that that means that you're not healthy. Yeah, that's why I think. But the, you could tell that by looking. People, you don't need to. You don't need to be like because like obese is something like where you think you, you're like fifty stone. You, d- you don't have to be like massive to be obese. No, you don't. It's, it's isn't it thirty thirty one percent body mass? That does sound quite a lot, doesn't it? A third of your body is fat. Yeah, but it's not when you if you put it next to you, if you looked at it and try and put an extra third onto me or you, it you know it's probably only like that. I'm, you know what I mean? It's not that you don't look massive, but you are. I'll bet you he like he'll be lying in bed just pressing on his body trying to push the fat around like see if I can hide some of the soles of my feet and the palms of my hands. He's that rich. He won't do anything, will he? He'll just, he'll just, he'll just, yeah, he'll just get it all sucked out and then he'll come out tomorrow with all like fucking what to call them plasty things. We like look like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Go, do no bit of working out. You're like, come on, mate. You're talking shit. Okay, right then. Um, yeah, if you want us, you can get us on all our, all our details across wherever you want to find us on the Googles. Just, yeah, just type it in Google. Robots Rise. It'll come up everywhere. And uh, that's probably everything that I want to cover. Can't think of anything else. Yeah, boy. Fuck it. Episode time. on did you see i think it was about a week and a half ago two weeks ago i put on social media on facebook uh, i was watching flight of the navigator um yeah it's like one of the greatest films ever i did see it briefly and uh, blair ramsey said we haven't done it you haven't done an alien abduction episode in a while i was like is that a request mate about time we get back into the mad world of aliens, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, We haven't done aliens We haven't had though for ages. For quite a while. And I was like, obviously that was, there was a few comments going back and forth. People like just saying, yeah, it's a good film or whatever. This one's better. Like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came up. But that was a, that's a great film as well. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of age. I watched I watched that um, not too long ago, actually. And The Breakfast Club. I was going to watch that last night. Breakfast Club. Yeah, another great film. But Claire on Twitter told me, you know the lad in, well, I don't know what his name is, the main character kid, the one that gets abducted by aliens. Right, and I don't think I've ever seen it myself. You've, well, hang on, what? Yeah, I've never seen it. You've never seen Flight of the Navigator? Nope. It's, I'm going to stop the podcast now. It's <laughs> as <laughs> so simple as that. Watch it tonight. Oh, that's seriously, a good, that's a great it. episode. Uh. <laughs> Luckily, it's not about Flight of the Navigator. No, watch it tonight. Seriously, it's oh, brilliant. Okay. But there's a lad in it. Uh, like uh, the main character kid who gets sort of taken by these aliens and then uh, I won't tell you the whole thing because you're going to watch it tonight but she was telling me that the, the kid like as he's, off, he's a grown up now he's been robbing banks in like <laughs> in like in disguise in Canada I was I couldn't believe it Disney must be completely shit payers or he's on meth or something you know what I mean he's in a massive well, film and he's robbing I, I, banks don't that, isn't that what Disney do anyway with kids stars they give them meth they can walk in and go here's some cash and here's some meth now get onto this acting monarchy please <laughs> yeah. now act Gary <laughs> yeah 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 now talk to a little rat which runs round you know what I mean <laughs> okay so we're going to have a look at um, two abduction c- cases today okay uh, are they linked no they're not linked no right, they're okay. independent ones similar sort of time scale like where they were mm-hmm. i think back in the 70s were the two of the most famous ones in the ufo world uh-huh. and but still mm. pretty shaky 
in my opinion. What do you mean? Like, uh, like it could be uh, bollocks. <laughs> could one be, of those. It could be yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I really want it to be true, though. Am I? I'd fucking love it, man. Imagine if it if it was like real, and it probably could be. People just get nicked going down the street. I can't see why not. You know, it might actually happen, but it just sounds so far fetched. But like, because you don't ever see it. Yeah. If you saw it, then you go, oh yeah, it's happening again. It's in a bit gary. You know, well maybe we might see you. Like, you're probably gonna be naked in the woods with something up your ass. <laughs> but you know, otherwise, you know, yeah. Be like a, a real like hazard for the members of the public that when you go out at night, you're like you know I'm just I'm just nipping at the off license to get yeah. a couple of beers. It's like a curfew between like ten and eleven. You can't you go out because otherwise you get abducted. You might just get stolen by aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come back shaking. <laughs> I got raped. It's possible. So the first one we're gonna look at is the Alagash ab- abductions. Right. Come on, Alagash. Alagash. What? <laughs> <laughs> This happened way back in 1976 in Maine, in a really remote area, and it involved the abduction of four men mm. at the same time. So we've got four bullshit, I mean, uh, witnesses right, okay. to this event. Uh, G- Jim and Jack Wiener, the uh, they're twin brothers, <laughs> and they were with their mates, Charles Foltz and Chuck Rack. Charles Foltz and Chuck Rack, come on. Is Chuck- it, uh, there's a few names there. Wiener should be small and big, for the, <laughs> as the twins. One should be called small, one should be called big. And the rack should be just like big, just big rack. Yeah, Chuck's a solid name though, and everyone loves a rack. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck rack. Yeah, but you have small wiener, big wiener. That's what I'm going to um, call them. By Refer now. to them like Jim yeah, and yeah. Jack are small and big. Then all right. Yeah. So they were on the Alagash River on a 20-day camping and fishing trip, which sounds wicked. Mm-hmm. I love the, the <clears> idea of that. Yeah, it does sound good. Do you reckon you'd get fed up after a week and just want to curry in a pint? Uh, depends if you're getting smashed all the time, which <laughs> they probably are, aren't they? It sounds like they did. Something, yeah. something happened. Yeah. I don't know if they were drinking did booze. They take some other stuff with them, did they? I reckon they <laughs> took about six pounds of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, about what, what they claim happened. Yeah, uh, the area that they were they were actually heading to was so remote they had to fly in on one of them like dodgy ass water planes. It was like an hour's flight from the nearest airfield, uh, and they had to fly in in, in pairs because the plane could only take the pilot two passengers and their, their luggage so it was like two trips right. <clears throat> and the four lads actually knew each other from studying at art college and that's mm-hmm. where they like <clears throat> hit it off and became friends and I think what happened to them potentially formed and forged their, their, their lifelong f- friendship because if it's real I mean you're going to you're going to go one or two ways you're going to be really good mates with them or you're never going to want to see them again ever right okay it's going to bring back horrible memories so the first day that they arrived, they set up camp, just lit a fire and chilled out. Nothing was planned, just a case of getting there because it was so remote. Yeah, yeah. Get there, chill out for the night then because it's it's a bit big task to get there in the first place. Yeah, they, they they've got to do two journeys. Well, one, but they ha- someone's got to do two journeys, but they've got to obviously be in the same area, haven't they? So yeah, and they're like they've got tents, hunting gear, fishing gear, mm-hmm. canoes. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of shit they had to take out. So they, they camped at the area where they were. had loads of lakes, lots of water channels and estuaries, and it was surrounded by dense forests. So on the second day, they woke up early, packed up their gear, and they canoed up um, Chamberlain Lake, which is, which is fucking massive. It's something like 14 miles long mm-hmm. and two miles wide which is plenty of space for aliens to hide underwater yeah. to get Ooh, yeah. yeah. So what they planned on doing was going the whole way up the lake in a day, uh, get to the very top end and then just moving off and going to other water systems and going fishing. Yeah, but yeah. it was really, really windy. They couldn't make it because it's like a headwind blowing them back. So they only got half the way up. Right, okay. So they pulled off then. 
Yeah, so the, yeah, yeah. Essentially, they had to just pull themselves off to the edge of the uh, <laughs> of the of the of the lake and right. s- set up an impromptu camp because it was going to get dark. Yeah. Uh, but these, this unintended campsite was exposed, like not to like people, but to uh, <laughs> to wind. Right. It, the tents also getting battered. Okay, so yeah, so everything was getting blown to hell and everything. And it's like shit's fucked, basically. Why didn't they just go a bit further, like into like a, a possible woods, or there must be somewhere. Well, there must be a reason. Probably because it just fits the story nicely. Probably, yeah. So what they did is they were thinking, we can't stay here. This is just not gonna. This isn't gonna be comfortable for the night. And they noticed another set of campers across the lake in a more sheltered area, and they were like, "Let's just go there. They look all right." Yeah. So the other group of campers were like, "Yeah, sure, come here, no problem. Put your tents in. Just yeah. keep with us, whatever." They also mentioned this new group mentioned to the four lads, the Alagash Four, we'll call them, um, that they were separated from two additional members of their campsite. Oh, so they were team. separated as well. Yeah, they they split up on intentionally during the day, and the other two lads had gone like fishing or whatever, but they hadn't returned to the site, and uh, it was getting dark, and I think everyone was like, "Fuck, man, it's getting dark. They're not going to be able Where to find them." Yeah, yeah. Bears are out here, and they're probably going to eat them ass first if they find them because yeah, yeah. they do that, you know. Eat your ass first. Yeah, bears do. Yeah. Wow. Cool. C- apparently, it's just like an easy access to the body. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crack open the ass first. Chomp, and they also go for the vagina. <coughs> Have you ever seen bears <coughs> mauling people in like uh, them horrible clips on the internet? Um, I've, I've seen I've seen them when when they maul people. It's kind of they just kind of rip them t- to pieces first, and then yeah. they eat them ass first. Well, they yeah they eat people ass first. Why not? If you, you know if you're a crazy monster animal, why not? <laughs> L- you know, it looks like you're embarrassing them a bit more. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not just gonna eat you. I'm gonna eat you. Ass first. It'd be horrific. It'd be so, so scary. Because you know it's happening, and there's fuck all you can do. Yeah. I saw one clip of a, um, <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before, of a bear. Somebody sent him me, as they do. And it was a bear just eating this geezer. I think it was in like a, some sort of zoo in Kazakhstan or something like right, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was just ripping the man's face off. And it's like, it, like he started off like a, a terrified looking man. And towards the end of the clip, it, it just looked like sort of like a, a skull, and it was just ripping. Was he alive at the time? Was he? Alive? Yeah. Oh right. Oh, he was fucking alive. Dear he man. was fighting back, and then like he'd stop, and then the bear would be biting him, and he wasn't moving the bloke, and, and like, then he'd game start over. ripping his skin off, and then he'd move again. It was horrendous, horrible, horrible. So yeah, um, whilst they're looking for these <laughs> campers, the uh, the other two that they're yeah, separated yeah. from. They use binoculars and they're like scanning the horizon of the lake, thinking, well, they'll probably be all right. They're out there somewhere. They know what they're doing. Whilst doing that, they they spotted, I think it was uh, Jim Wiener or Jack, what, big or small? Big, big, big Wiener. Big Wiener, yeah. Big Wiener. Jim's big, we he's call him. He's seen a, um, a single yellowish, orangey white light out in the distance. And it was above the treetops. And they were able to, I don't know, observe it for only about a minute before yeah. it, it blinked off. It didn't move away. It just disappeared. And they reckon it wasn't an aircraft. I don't know. You could, you can tell 100%. No. It clearly is an aircraft. It's in well, the air. something, yeah, if it's in the air, yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it just, it, it it blinked out and they didn't really think much of it and just sort of cracked on on with the uh, on with the evening. Mm-hmm. I, I, incidentally, the, the object they saw was hovering over an area called Eagle Lake where they were heading to the next day. Oh, right, okay. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> so uh, they put down the uh, binoculars, you know, put the campsite down and went to sleep. No dramas. Next day, four men wake up um, 
said Tarata the their uh, co- colleagues for the night. Let's call them that. Imagine Americans saying that. Tara, see you later, about Tara. <laughs> and then they canoed it to the top of Chamberlain Lake, where they then crossed about half a mile of boggy land to arrive at the shore of Eagle Lake. And when they were there, they headed to a an area called Smith's Brook. They set up camp and discussed doing a bit of night fishing on the open water. Okay. Because Chamberlain Lake's so fucking long. It took them a long time to get up it. It was nearly night time by the time they actually got to where they well, wanted yeah, to camp. If, if it took them near enough the whole day to get halfway up because, okay, it was bad wind and stuff around or whatever, but it's still going to take time to carry on back up there, isn't it? So yes. still a good half day, full day probably to get up. Yeah, with the wind as well in your face. <coughs> so, yeah, man, we'll do a bit of night fishing. Uh, because it gets dark, I mean, it gets really dark up there. Because there's no lights anywhere. And the lake's surrounded by dense forests. And they were concerned that when they were out on the open water fishing in the black, they wouldn't be able to find the campsite, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. they might get lost. That's a, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah. black and you can't even see yeah. your fucking hand. Exactly, yeah. You've got you to gotta have some sort of a precaution ready, haven't you, for that? So, they built like a huge, massive bonfire to act like a beacon, sort mm-hmm. of like a lighthouse by the camp. And they they reckon it should have lasted about five hours. Yeah, yeah. Give them enough time to get out and come back. Even if it burns down, you're going to have embers, you'll be able to see. Um, so they headed out onto the lake, start fishing about seven o'clock at night. They were about 400 yards onto the water, fire still in sight, raging like mad. When Chuck Rack at the rear of the canoe, he saw, he claims, he saw a light behind them. He actually saw it through the trees first on the opposite side of the lake, mm. not in the sky. And he was like, what the fuck is that? He said, yeah. hey, lads, have a look at this. They all turned round, watched this object rise up out of the forest above the tree can and just hung above above the tree line. Right. And it just hung there completely silently. And it, they reckon it was the size of the full moon from a distance of about 250 yards. Okay, so okay, so it's a fair size then. It's a fair size, and it was illuminating. The f- they could see the, the shadows of the tree canopy on the floor, so this thing was quite bright. Mm-hmm. Completely silent, completely motionless, estimated it to be about 80 foot in diameter and completely round. Mm-hmm. Now, they described the light in an odd way. They said it was like a boiling type effect, rolling across the face of the object, almost like, I suppose it's like a... Like a like plasma? It's like it's moving, yeah, like a plasma, yeah. Or a flux. Yeah, they said it looked like it was moving when it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's, a sh- it's still in the air, but like the light looks like it's moving, so to speak. Yeah, shimmering. Some bubbling or something, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, yeah, yeah. No visible surface features, nothing. It was just changing all the time. I mean, that's I mean that's weird, isn't it? Mm. Like, what the fuck's that? So, uh, Jim Wiener, or Small I'd be, like, I'd be like the Chinese of... Advanced there on their fireworks. Yep. This one's staying up there for a while. Chinese lanterns. Just get ready for the big bang. When's it going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, Jim Rena reckons it was the same thing he saw the night before when scanning the horizon for the. It makes sense, I suppose. If it was floating above the tree line before, but they were further back, it's you know you just see a light, don't you? So they're sitting there in the middle of the lake with this bright ball just off to the whatever direction, just behind them, hovering there, and they're like, "What the fuck." This is fucking weird. So he watched it for a little bit, and then Charles Foltz, he picks up a flashlight, right? Dickhead, dickhead, <laughs> dickhead, dickhead. And using his hands, he flashes like SOS at yeah. the object. And like, the fuck, Charlie? What are you doing? Don't yeah. fucking attract yeah. his attention. What Come is on. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know what it is. So wh- why would you do that? If you knew what it was, you go, oh, that's a military thing, or oh, that's a... I don't know, a beacon for McDonald's. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Like a Batman thing flying up, you know, the light comes up from the sky. Interesting. I've always thought that. about Batman, right? You know, when, when they, they did that, yeah. surely that gives away his layer. 
where where he's, he's from because he used to put the beacon up, didn't they? So the baddies know. would go. Hang on, let's follow that beacon down. He's there. I don't know. I don't know. I've never <clears> watched <throat> them. Like, is it Marvel, DC? I don't know what yeah. they are. It's like on the cartoon. Like, he used to flick his light on for some reason. I think when something was happening, and his big bat thing would come up in the sky. You just follow the light beam down, wouldn't you? And go, he's there. Get him. Let's get him. So all we're gonna do is just go in there, drop a bomb on him, and then he's d- he's gone. Just stuff him. The Joker would love him, wouldn't they? Yeah. There he is. Get him. So yeah, yeah man. Charlie's flashed his. SOS at this thing and then whatever whatever this object was it seemed to see them it stopped where it was and then like a, a beam of light apparently came out the bottom of it and like in, in interviews it sounds like they're trying to describe a laser but they don't really say laser but that's, I think that's what they mean it's right. like a light bulb or something obviously they shit themselves there and they were like paddling back to the shore they were like oh my fucking god what's that that's not normal let's get the fuck to out of honest, here to be honest I would have been saying to Charlie was his name yeah. I mean, Charlie, why are you being a dick? Yeah, stop flashing it. You know what I mean? What are you doing? Come on, son. We All we had to do is just sit there and look at it, and then it would probably would have done what it did the night before, disappear down. And then we decide what we want to do. But the thing is, they're in the middle of the lake. They can't, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't just, run away. You just got to sit there. Don't don't attract attention to it. That's that's the worst thing you can do if you're in the middle of the lake. You got. It's not like you can run off. Exactly. You're fucked. You swim about two mile an hour. You know what I mean? And it's about minus 12, so you probably end up dying anyway. Yeah, waving lights at aliens. Fools. Idiots. So uh, Jack Weiner says he took his eyes off it for, he reckons, only like a second. He was staring at it going, oh my God. Then he reaches round because his lights come out at the bottom of it, grabs his oar, turns back round to look at it, and it was on him. Like instantly in a split second. It had gone 200 yards to above them straight away. Um, and because it was so close, they could see the light beam coming out the bottom of it much clearer. Like if it's a laser, if that's what it is, uh, it, it was about a metre wide and hollow, like a light tube. Oh, right, like a classic abduction uh, light. Yeah, pucker up your asshole, fellas. It's probing yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I bet you some of them are like, yes. Yeah, never mind, they're mass-eating bears. I wanted to ask some of my friends, but these but these folks are definitely going to do it. I'm shoving metal rods up my ass and all sorts. The next thing they consciously remember was their canoe hitting the shore right at the camp where they'd set up. Now, the object was still in the sky. It was about <clears throat> 30 feet out over the water and 20 feet up. And it still <coughs> had the beam of light coming out the bottom of it. And they said it was like it was sitting on it, like it was balancing on top of this. It's like a big stick holding it up in a way. Yeah. So they're at the shore now. They don't know. They're not aware of the of getting from the middle of the lake to the shore. Yeah. They're not even... Don't even question that. No. They're just there. It's to them. It's normal. Yeah, yeah. And Charles faults the fuck that idiot. He picks up the one who attracted its attention in the first place. He picks up the flashlight and flashes for SOS at it again. Why? Because he's an idiot. He really is. Now, no, uh, to be honest, I would have stoned him to death. I think. <laughs> yeah. Dig a hole. By get this in point, it. I would have gone. What are you doing? Yeah, man. Put the Can you not learn after the first thing? You put the torch down. Our asses are bleeding, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget about your helmet. Yeah. So, but this time when they flashed it, the object, it moved away to the other side of the lake where it then fired another beam of light. But this time, the beam of light went like at a 45 degree angle up into the sky. But it didn't just disappear off into infinity, this light. It sort of stopped at a predetermined length, I don't know, 500 metres, just mm. to say, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then the object followed the light beam up into the sky as if it was on rails. Like a rope, like a rope or something. It's yeah. following the rope up. But it swallowed the light up as it went. And once it got to the end of the light, it would just blink out, but from the edge inwards, like it would just sort of almost like shrink. Or like it's disappearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, it, so it looked like it was gone because it was black, mm. but it wasn't. It was still there because an, another beam of light 
would shoot out at 45 degrees skyward, the object would follow it up like before and then blinking out at the end. It said it did this numerous times and it looked like it was climbing up a set of, like a set of stairs, just right. working its way up the sky. And the last time they saw it, it just shot off at mad speed, totally silently into the night sky. Mm. It was only then that they realised that that massive campfire, which is going to burn for five hours was almost totally burnt out, which confused them. Which has only been out for... What, they reckon, about an hour? Mm. Sounds like you got fingered, lads. <coughs> yeah, sounds like you, that rod took you up and fingered you. <laughs> <laughs> At the campsite that night, they didn't talk about what happened, which is well odd. That'd be a good answer, wouldn't it? If, wouldn't it? You go, I'm, I'm not too sure, lads, but I think we <laughs> possibly, we've seen the aliens, we've possibly been fingered. They'd <laughs> be like... Oh, shit. Yeah, just check your asshole. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, yeah, what's that big metal thing up there? <laughs> yeah. Why is it bigger than it Why was Why is it earlier? vibrating? <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't mention what had happened. They just went to sleep that mm-hmm. night, which is, I would be screaming, what the, f- what, like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, you would, wouldn't you be going, to, if, if someone went, so, uh, should we get the bacon signage on the go? I'd go, um, no, should we just talk about what just happened there? Yeah. Anyone else think that was a bit weird? Yeah, that's not normal, was it? Is that what happens at the lakes? <laughs> Weird lakes. So they they just went to bed, apparently. The next day, they woke up, packed all their gear up, and then just made their plans to get out of the area as fast as they could. On the way, they saw a park ranger, um, and they and he to- they told them, they were like, listen, mate, last night, this happened to us. And he said, you've probably seen searchlights coming from a new shop that's opened up in town, but the town was something like 90 miles away from them, <coughs> and over a... Uh, <coughs> A mountain range which was a mile high, mm. and they were like, "No, it weren't that, mate. Yeah. Yeah. This thing was next to us." Yeah, yeah. That's not that's <coughs> not searchlights. When they get home, they all agree to tell their friends and their family, hoping that somebody would be able to give them some answers. Uh, and everybody was like, "You know, shut the fuck up, you crazy people." Mm-hmm. Would you tell people if something like that happened? Um, would you keep it quiet? I think so, but I think I'd be more pissed off. I'd be telling the story about Char- Charlie going that prick. <laughs> Whenever we go camping, we're not taking him with us. <laughs> Every time. This weird thing in the sky, you may not believe that or whatever. But he kept SOSing it and it fucking done something twice, basically. He needs to stop doing that. We need to, we need to, we've got a plan to get rid of Charlie next time. Yeah, <laughs> the woods. Just take him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go, take him. To two years after the incident in 1978, Jim Weiner was asked by um, one of his mates if he could inspect a house that he just bought. I think he was like an electrician or something like that. Like check out some wiring, mm-hmm. renovation project type shit. So he went round to his mate's house, he's having a look round, and he headed into the basement, opened the door, stepped in to go down to try and find like a fuse box. But the basement stairs had been removed, and he just fell something like 15 foot and just ass slammed himself into the floor. So he didn't even look, he just, just went for it. It was dark, innit, I suppose. Yeah. Pretty committed, though, innit? Yeah, that's pretty committed. If you've never been there, just, just to... Just go, might as well be blindfolded and just walk in. His arse has taken a pace. Didn't the aliens have had him? I know he's slammed it onto the floor. Yeah, yeah. 20 feet. He broke his tailbone and his spine was compressed, which shoved his brainstem into his skull. What the fuck? He landed in a seating position, like with his legs out in front of him. <laughs> and it, imagine I that. I shouldn't be laughing at that. But like, you should. He's, a, he's an idiot. For doing that. I would have thought that his mate would have gone, oh, by the way, there's no steps there, because I'm sure he would have seen it. So, you know, 
you might have to climb down or I've set up some ladders or something. It seems like a peculiar way to land on your ass if you're stepping out. Yeah. I think you'd probably trying to do the forward running bomb. Yeah, if he was walking, yeah, he'd be landing on his face, surely. He'd be sort of just going through onto his head. It's very convenient. Let's running bomb. That. He suffered yeah. brain damage and developed epilepsy. Which is important. Okay. That's like the key to talking to aliens, apparently. Oh, right, okay. So shortly after this, he started having trouble sleeping. I mean, no shit, mate. You've just wrecked... Your broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your spine's in your head. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I think I'd struggle to sleep after that. He was getting terrifying nightmares and described them more like flashbacks at first, not like dreams. They're like actual memories. And he would wake up drenched in sweat, completely terrified. He was having seizures. At the same time, his twin brother... Jack was also having nightmares that were the very same, which is coincidental. You know mm. what I mean? Also okay. consisting of strange entities with ant-like heads examining him whilst he was paralysed. Fucking cool. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> Been like, go on, lads, do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna anyway. Yeah, yeah, so you might as well just do it. Might as well just embrace it. Yeah. So whilst Jack was talking to his brother, he's like, you know, asking him, how you been? How's your ass? Yeah. How's your brain? How's your ass? <laughs> Is your spine out your brain yet? <laughs> How's the epilepsy? How's your your ass induced epilepsy going? <laughs> ass induced epilepsy. He was. Uh, he, he mentioned that he was struggling to to sleep because of terrifying dreams. He's like, oh really? Turns out they're both experiencing similar nightmares, which is very predictable. So they um they got together with the other two lads. The Allagash Four was you know, re- reunited, so to speak, about two about two years after the incident. And they were they wanted to talk about the dreams that they were having and were they possibly connected to that weird event that happened on the lake. And they also discussed the campfire, you know, burning out either quicker yeah. or we were it, gone yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they agreed to go for a series of hypnosis sessions I think MUFON, the mutual UFO network, arranged the sessions. Oh, with here we go. <laughs> with, a, with a guy called Anthony. That's a very neutral uh, company to go to. Yeah. No a very, ve- very not biased view going to pop out of them here. No vested interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sessions were carried out on the, on individually on the four men. Yeah, and yeah. And it didn't re- they didn't reveal the information to each other, apparently, which I don't know. Mm. There was things like they can put, like, was it hypnotic amnesia or something like that, if you believe it, where... You, they put like a blocker in so you can't remember what you've... I don't know. <laughs> you don't need to do that with me. I can't remember things I did yesterday. <laughs> you just got to just go, do you remember yesterday? Nope. There we go. We've done our job. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, You could have been, You could be abducted every night. I probably am. <laughs> it wouldn't even matter. You would never know. It's probably me, this story, and I forgot <laughs> that I told it. <laughs> so instead of going through each regression, what we'll do is we'll just give you like a, an overview of what was revealed from mm-hmm. all four lads. Uh, all all guys were absolutely shitting it when they were being hypnotised. They were like wigging the fuck out properly. Jim had to be woken up because he was getting hysterical. His heart rate was... It was getting funny. Yeah, he was hilarious, mate, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, everyone was in stitches around him. <laughs> so the regressions revealed that once that Muppet, Charles Foltz, had flashed SOS at whatever this thing was, the craft, if that's what it was, flew above their boat and blasted a hollow beam of light that was somehow able to lift them and carry them up out the boat into the object, like Star Trek style. Yeah, yeah. Like a beamer. Like a classic, uh, yeah, yeah. On board was a group of ant-looking 
sort of headed humanoid fellas wearing Rogans. You what, sorry? Rogans. Ro- yeah, Rogans. There's a group of Rogans wearing lycra <laughs> a lycra type skin suit who are able to ah. control them with their minds. Cyclist Rogan Rodans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you got telepathic cyclist ro- uh, and headed <laughs> Rogans with light tubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you're in trouble here. You're not getting out of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gotta go along for the ride. So they were paralyzed apparently. They couldn't move apart from their eyes. They could move their eyes around to look about. And I like the way that, like, E.T., like aliens, they tend to paralyse people but leave you having, like, full control of your eyes so you can see what's about to happen to you. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? See what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a torture, isn't it? It's like, it's worse than being able to try and fight back because at least you can do that. And if something goes wrong, you go, well, yeah. This is but the- this time, you pe- they're paralysed, but they keep your eyes and your brain functioning, obviously, to a certain degree to remember it. So you can see what they're doing to you. They could be getting like their ball bags and putting it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They could go, ah, you got to do anything. Look, look at this. Teabagging yeah. ba- tea them. Yeah, teabagging them for hours. Hours <laughs> just teabagging. positions. <laughs> <laughs> they can't calm us down. They don't know how to calm humans down, aliens. And the thing is, like, if, if they're like, if they're able to paralyze people, why don't they, why do they allow us to even remember anything? Why don't they just like put us in a coma? You yeah. know, like how we get anaesthetized. So you yeah. and just do whatever they need to do then, and put That's us a back. Good point. If we can put people into induced comas, why can't they do it to us? You before, can't remember like, anything then. Before like ripping our insides out or sticking metal things in us or whatever. Yeah, crazy. Maybe they just like us watching. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they want to scare us. You know, like you know, influence like, us. You know, like pets. Certain uh, pets that always need like humans around, like certain dogs and cats. Otherwise, they sit there moaning and like that. Maybe that's what they're like. So they need they need the attention. Yeah, they're just attention whores, mate. Yeah, and it's also like, why do they always pa- paralyze us? Is it because like we could fuck them up and smack them and nick the ship or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> nick the ship. You imagine, Gary got the ship. Come on. <laughs> imagine that. Like you just like bat. You land at an air force base and you'd be like, yeah, right. Some uh, some aliens took me on we've, board. We tied up the aliens in the back. Um, <laughs> I've worked out how to use this thing. If just sort of don't know, use your mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah, lads, Here you go, lads. Work on this. He's Cheers. Walk out like, ship. Walking out like a fucking boss out of the out of the uh, <laughs> out of the army base. Yeah, again. Yeah, man. Put your fucking Magnum sunglasses on. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. And like, that, as you can see, the cameras zooming in as you're coming out, and the place just blows up behind. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Run. <laughs> they said the aliens had thin arms, thin necks, uh, thin legs, massive heads with big eyes, and about five foot eight. So I mean, you could snap them. They seem like little fragile dudes, don't they? They always do. I've, I've never, I've never seen a, a movie, right, or anyone who's described an alien looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go, he, he had a big head, should have seen his biceps. You never see that. They've so always got like really long, skinny arms with like four fingers and like the, the body's like smaller than the head and stuff so they look like they're about to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't They're know. trying to balance the head up somehow. Cause, Just push them. Yeah. Dunk. So you never hear you never hear of strong ones, do you? No, you don't, mate. Six pack. He had a massive six pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was ripped up to fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah. Universe. <laughs> so you said they had the they always have four fingers. Well, strangely enough, they did. They had weird, strange four fingered hands. They had posable fingers, but they weren't coming out the front like ours do. They came out the side, so two on one side and two on a like a crab. Oh, so they could go like that sort of yeah, thing. Like yeah, like pincers yeah. either side. And they also had like palm, a crab. They had palms on their hands here. They had like um, pads that could grip. So you've got like two fingers sticking out the side of each yeah. hand and then you've got like this grippy pad thing in the middle. Mm. And they reckon all the equipment on board was designed for these manky ass alien hands. But I, I'd, I'd hope so because that would be a really stupid idea if you've invented something um, in your 
as aliens like that, that you build it for hands like us. You go, Gary, come on, you've got to do it for our species, remember? Yeah. We're the ones who are flying it. So I, I wonder what their bum hole was like, because it'd be a pain to wipe if it, if it was in the same same place as ours, with your fingers coming out the side. If the fingers coming out the side... Because you'd be just squidging you'd, you'd, your bum together. You'd want your crack to be the other way, sideways yeah. across, wouldn't you? You'd want a vertical... You'd want vertical buttocks and a horizontal crack. Yeah. <laughs> it, otherwise, it's going to be a bit awkward to wipe, wouldn't it? Unless they, like, poo at their mouths or something. Yeah, that's right. But they probably don't have waste. They're immaculate, you know what I mean? There's no waste in them. Well, maybe they just have, like, a, like a hole in the side of them, which is perfect for them to just grab the shit out the side and go... Or, the, or there might be robots... There might yeah. be some sort of mad biological robot type thing, and they don't have waste. Who knows, man? What, but what do they? If they did poo, right? Do you think they have like a waste system like ours? What on the ship, or just like yeah, like just like a just a normal like portaloo or something yeah, in, in the ship, the just a big blue portaloo in the corner. <laughs> Imagine that you're, you're standing there paralyzed. You're in they're, fear. Like, they're like looking, going, "What's that thing over there? Come on, you know this is the only thing which uh, which is what you have on your planet that we don't." You know I mean? Imagine that there's like a, a grey alien like he's doing something to you, and then he just he's talking to you telepathically. He's like, "I'm just giving it for I'm, shit. I'm, I'm really desperate for shit. I'm gagging." I had a real bad uh, last night and it's giving me the runs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Look, I know I'm halfway through procedure, but you don't understand. My guts are giving me a right pain in the arse today. I've been sh- shitting rusty water all <laughs> night. It's, um, I'm going to have to sort this out. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst on board, all four men took their clothes off. Ooh. I'm guessing ET's doing that with their you know, walkie-talkie minds because... It doesn't feel like a time to get sexy, does it? No, no. Do you know what I mean? You've just been abducted by aliens. Goes, Shall we have a bit of bum sex? <laughs> Once they took their clothes off, they sat on a bench, all four of them, naked. A bench on like a hyper-advanced interstellar interdimensional ship. I wonder if a it was bench. like, um, like you know, like the school benches you used to get? When they, you know, those really small ones, like one of those benches? I think it was. It was something like that. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's got those two rubber things at the end. That's it, yeah. And there's conveniently two on one side, two on the other. Hmm. Maybe it's like a, <laughs> an alien sextile bench. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the, the alien dudes, when they were on this bench, they started examining their mouths, their nose, ears, and eyes with like a thin pencil-like device. They gave the balls a good cut. I mean, for science, you've got to cut the old balls, haven't you? That's the only way to know if there's something wrong with them. And one by one, they were placed in some form of harness so they could have their limbs articulated. Like It's like they were studying how the, the motion, like the me- mechanics of the body, the frame of the oh, human. So were, okay, I thought you were going to say they had them in that position so they could open their legs further or... Oh, they will in a minute. Yeah. But it's this like ar- articulating limbs to see how they, they move in a harness just seems a bit... I'll tell you what, if, if they were checking everything out, right, and getting close to everything and like, they had me in that position in that thing, right, I would... I'd hope, right, by that point, I would have built up a massive fart and I would be like, I'm holding this in because if they've been looking and cupping everything, I'm going to wait till they get close to my asshole <laughs> and then I'm just going to go, You're paralysed. <laughs> yeah, just pop one. Oh, yeah, I suppose you're paralysed. But, yeah, just still crimp one out in the face. Yeah, have a bit of that. <laughs> so after after the, uh, after the like this articulation harness ex- experience, they were placed on tables one by one, still paralysed and examined using strange handheld devices like scanners being moved over their bodies. Skin samples were taken, as was saliva, blood samples, hair, urine, and obviously no abduction would be, you know, it's not, no abduction's worth its salt unless we go for a finger of the old arse. It's a classic, they have to do that to find out if you've got prostate cancer, so maybe that's what they were doing. They fish hooked bum nuggets out of all four lads apparently. 
I hope they wash their hands in between. Can you imagine <laughs> that, man? Nobody wants an alien finger caked convi- in their make shit going up your ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, no. <laughs> She'd be like paralyzed. Going, that's that's probably what they're looking again. Look, they're all looking now. This is going to go up each and everyone's ass. It's kind of like human centipede, but in a different way, isn't it? Alien centipede. Yeah. But I like the way you went fish hook nuggets. It kind of goes with the story as they're fishing. That's, that's, what, yeah, that's what they were doing, mate. And E.T.'s got long fingers, is not he? You know what I mean? He does. And, and they go red. So to me, that means it gets very hot by the look of it. Yeah, it's like a, like, like a microwave finger. Ah! <laughs> Engrave it. Probably signing initials in, on the internal organs. Yeah, like a calling card. Yeah. But last last but not least, obviously, we've got to take a sperm sample as well. Ah, oh, so you can't. Okay. So I've, I've got to say, yeah, I'd struggle to perform. You know, considering the circumstance, you've just beamed off a lake into a UFO. Your three mates are standing there, staring like mongs, completely naked and petrified. Been fingered. You've just been fingered by an alien, two duckles knee, with no no lube at all, and now they want you rock hard. I mean, if you'd given me a hanji as soon as I'd gone on board, I mean, I've probably been all right. You know what I mean? I think I, I think I'd be a bit um, wary of that situation if I got abducted and then um, paralysed, and then they started giving me a hand a handy. I'd be going um. Can we talk about this first? Because this this isn't what normally happens. <laughs> I, I disagree because it's out of my control. I'd see their four opposable fingers coming out like crab's legs and then two little like grippy pads on the palms of their hands. I'd be like, let's see how this compares to a human. I mean, I can't get out of it. <laughs> Go for your see life. how this compares. I don't even know if you're male or female. You might not even be male or female. You might be something different. And this is all new. But I mean, they probably couldn't give you a wank on the account of their spazzy hands. You know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Um, if it's just something... <laughs> It'd be like they're doing it like that, wouldn't it? To him, and going. The, the hand would have to be up against it, it, the shaft. It'd be, yeah, it, it looked like they're doing that instead of obviously. Um, this isn't very good uh, exp- explanation to everyone, but I'm doing my hand sideways like a fist, but going up and down instead of normal. If you imagine how you would, like a grabber claw. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it must be a bit awkward for him. So what they did is obviously they're not going to be able to perform. So the alien dudes put like a cup-like device over their cock like an alien fleshlight, and then flooded their minds with, with sexy thoughts, forcing dick sneezes. I mean, they didn't want to, but, it, you know, now you've just come in front of your mates as well. <laughs> it's not Into like some weird, like, thing. <laughs> it's not a good day, is it? No. Uh, they were then led to a room, they got dressed, and then they were beamed back onto the canoe, and then that's where they met their conscious memory returns, just as they're hitting the hitting the shore. You know what I mean? And they all, dr- all went through this scenario to the... Um psychologist or whatever it was the hypnosis yeah, yeah that's the one yeah 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 it turns out that's not the first time that Jim and Jack the twins they were abducted a, f- a few times throughout their life oh right okay uh, they, one of them had a big a, and small you yeah mean. big and small one of them had like a lump taken out of his leg which appeared overnight after b- being abducted this is like when he was a kid or something um, and the uh, the tumour whatever it was was taken away taken out by the doctor and the air force nicked it and uh, when they tried to tra- trace it back <laughs> it was gone disappeared and since the hypnosis, um, thoughts seem to have been like activated in their minds. And, and Jack Weiner, mm. for instance, he says that the ancient monoliths and structures on the world are like huge global circuit boards, and they're all linked. Right. Okay. <laughs> At this point, I'll be going. Um, have you ever heard of a mental asylum? <laughs> if you've been paying attention to the names, you'll have noticed that we were talking about three people, four people from the beginning. You had Jim, Jack, you had Charles, and you had Chuck. Yeah. But Chuck Rack. Has not meant been mentioned. No, he hasn't really said it. Anything really? Yeah, Charles, who has been a dick. Yeah. Um. Obviously, um, big and small were obviously having the dreams, and obviously all getting checked out anyway, all of them. But yeah, nothing really has been said about Chuck. He's kept his head down. 
Uh, and he Quite says literally. he said that the abduction is completely made up uh, for probably for financial gain. But they did see some weird lights in the night that in the sky that night. Okay, so it, okay, He's like, I'm so not having part of this. Um, that makes me believe Chuck Moore. Obviously, that something may have happened, which was a bit odd. That maybe. Maybe it was lights from somewhere else, and it just seems like it's closer. Maybe I don't know, but um, the story obviously, I'm, I'd like to believe alien abductions, and I, I hope Love that it. it does happen. It'd be wicked. But I just, I just, it's kind of like primitive stuff they're doing, isn't it? Really, doesn't make sense. No, there was, uh, you know, if they're aliens, they'd just be able to. If they didn't sort want you out. to know if about they, it, you wouldn't know about it. Exactly, but um. Yeah, I I I got to believe check on this one. As in, they probably are. did see something crazy, but the story's made up. Yeah. Um, but they did see something weird. Everything everything's false except for the beginning part, basically. Yeah, probably sounds like it. Yeah, that's break, my theory. Break time, drink. Yes. Tune. Yes. Drink. Yes. Tune. Yes. Drink. Yes. Break. Yes. Subduction. Yeah, man. Back in it. We were uh, we were just talking in the kitchen whilst having a brew. Then it doesn't. I mean, why would they? Why would aliens allow us to have any memory? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why would they? If they're clearly trying to be secretive, why would they give you a bit of a memory of what happened? If they want to study the Earth, the culture, the people, the religion, you're not going to want to interfere and you know potentially sway in one direction because you're you're spoiling the you know the the experiment of the human, if that's what you want to mm. call it, you want to leave it untouched. So I, I, I just don't, I don't buy that you'd have memories. No, I mean, if they've travelled all that distance as well, it makes you think they they know how to knock you out. Well, everyone knows how to knock someone out and do whatever they want to. You know what I mean? You you, you hear it from psycho murderers and all sorts. Just rub so, them. Yeah, and then you just just elbow them and then uh, do what you need to do. You know what I mean? So, and even I'm sure they know how to do things like that. And you know, to put people in induced comas or whatever, without even being near them, probably can just like fart in their direction <laughs> and they'll just pass out and then do what they want there. So we're gonna have a look at the Pascagoula incident. Now this happened back in the seventies as well, nineteen seventy three. Two fellas called Chuck Hickson, who was forty two, and Calvin Parker, who was nineteen. They were co workers and after finishing their shift they decided to go fishing after work. Oh, another fishing fucking month. fishing again. Do you know what I mean? There wasn't much to do in the 70s. <laughs> maybe aliens are like a form of hyper-advanced fish and they're just getting revenge. Yeah, yeah, maybe they need to be... Water is like their source of power. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people say, man. They say that aliens, uh, that UFOs are seen over water systems and lots of bodies of water. They're like this dubious footage of them sucking water up. <laughs> Some sort of propulsion system. Yeah. Water can propel a craft between stars. Steam-powered UFOs. Fucking maybe the Victorians had it right with the steam train. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you took a step back, lads. Come on. Yeah, the particle acceleration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need coal and water. Water fusion. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, the abductions took place on a pier, actually, by an, ab- <clears throat> an abandoned shipyard on the Pascagoula River in Mississippi. 
So the pair arrived after work, set up, and were fishing by about six o'clock in the evening. Uh, it was the evening, obviously. Uh, the moon's out, full moon, so it's not entirely dark. There was cloud cover, but you've got moonlight. <clears throat> My yeah. throat, man, that coffee. Coffee always mangles. Let me just get a drink. You're just going to let me be in silence now, aren't you? Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. What, it always does that to me. Yeah, anyway. It's weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It was Calvin Parker who spotted it first. He noticed some blue lights reflecting up from the water that seemed to be coming from behind them. Now, initially, he thought it was the police. He was like, shit. Right, Ro- okay. Rosses are going to get us. We yeah, shouldn't yeah. be fishing here. They're going to move us on. So he just ignored it and tried to act. <coughs> what the hell? Tried to act normal. Yeah. But these lights were accompanied by a uh, a strange hissing and popping sound. And he was like, what the fuck is that? That doesn't sound like a police car, unless it's in dire straits. So he turned around and he says, he says that the noise and the lights were coming from an object that was in the sky. And mm. it was actually obscured by the clouds. So, but it, so he couldn't actually see it. But it was so bright, he could see the outline even okay. through the cover, which is a bit weird. And it descended out of the clouds and they could see it then. And uh, struggled to look at it directly because it was so bright, but they could make out its shape. They said it was a rugby ball or sort of, you know, egg-shaped typed object, 12 metres long, 3 metres wide. It came down really slowly and landed about 200 feet away from them, but behind them. I say mm. landed, it was hovering, hovering right. two, two foot off the ground. Uh, it had two blue pulsating lights on one end. don't know if that's the front or the back or the side, whatever. The floating police, we know about those. <laughs> yeah. They're not the top ones. Yeah, maybe you went. Maybe you went in some like weird time slip, and it was the year you, you walked into the year three thousand. Year twenty five, twenty five. Yeah, and that's just the As police that now. Um, when it when it came down, Charles and Calvin said they were more intrigued at first than frightened. So they they got off the pier and kind of like tried to get down to the same level as it. So well, like, what is that? I mean, I suppose you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. And they said they said as they stood there staring at it, a door opened apparently out of nowhere. There was no seams. It just, just opened. Opened up, yeah. And Charles described a, a bright, a blinding white light pouring out from the interior of the object and then seeing three figures move into the opening. And they were obviously both terrified at this point because, you know, this isn't normal. Yeah. It's like the open up, this thing's opened up and it's like brighter than the sun in there or something. Yeah, the, the figures sort of floated out, out of the light, glided towards them. Not walking, just... Hovering, like mm. motionless, just coming towards them, which is a bit creepy. They said they described them. They looked like the, when they did move, their motion was very robotic, and the, and the descriptions of what they like, what they look like, is, I mean, it's mental, mate. They're about one and a half meters tall. They didn't have any necks. The heads like sat directly on top of their shoulders. Yeah, they had tiny wrinkled slits for eyes, mm. and they couldn't even be sure if they had any eyes because. Couldn't see them. Their mouths are also wrinkled up, really like heavily wrinkled. Their noses and ears were sharply pointed, sticking out like brown carrots. Is it Yoda? It sounds like Yoda, doesn't it? And they had lobster-like claw hands. Yeah. And their skin over their entire bodies was, you know, like them dogs, the, the wrinkled face dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like that, but over their entire bodies, but leathery like an elephant. Do you think it was just an extreme fight, cl- fight uh, fat fighters club? <laughs> and yeah. one session, and they've lost about eighty thousand stone. They're yeah. just covered in skin. Get it's a floating. I'm so, I used to be so heavy. I now can. I literally can float now. <laughs> <laughs> and they said their legs were uniform thickness, like um, stumps that ended with elephant-like feet, mm-hmm. which is a bit fucking weird. Yeah. No breathing was seen at all, and they were completely silent. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a uh, 
That'd scare me. Mm. I'd be thinking, what the fuck? So they tried to back away from them at this point, but they were cornered by the water and claimed they had nowhere to go. I think I'd swim at that point. I'd just dive in the water. I'd be like, see ya. And then I'd dive in the water, and, and if they then approach you and carry on, I'd go, well, I'm pretty fucked now. I might as well just get out. But um, if they if you dive in the water and they go, ooh, I, can't, I don't want to go in there or don't want to get close to it, you go, oh, I'll just stay in here for a bit and move, swim up the coast a bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd make an effort to get away. You yeah, just stand you'd do there. something, wouldn't you? So the figures got closer and the two lads said they kind of like froze, not through any form of control. And there's no par- paralysis going on. It was just the sheer terror of seeing these things come out of the sky, land, and then float towards them. One of them reached out and, and touched Charles on his shoulder, which he says hurt him. Uh, and then another one touched his other shoulder, which then made him float up off the floor into a seated position to their like their level. It's like, this isn't going to end well, lads. No, you you are going to get fingered. It's like fight mode, isn't it? If now? you his mate, you go, Charles, you're going to get fingered. I'm off. I'm having a swim. <laughs> it's, it's You've got to like attack them. You've got to kick them in the nuts. Just do something. I mean, mm. that's if they've got nuts between their legs. They might be on their ears. Problem is, if they're so um, wrinkly, you wouldn't know what it, where the ball bag is because that's wrinkly as well. So even they look like a, probably look like a giant ball bag. <clears throat> So the third alien dude approached Calvin, and at this point, he's only 19, Calvin. He's seen, he's seen the other fella just float up. He's seen Charles float into the air, and Calvin fainted, just passed out through shock. Mm. Pussy, pussy. Yeah. So the pair were then floated back to the craft through the, the door and into a larger room that was like mad, bright with white light that seemed to come from everywhere and nowhere. There was no like light bulb just coming it's out just, of the walls, yeah. coming out the floor, you know what I mean? And once inside, these alien dudes took their hands off them. Um, I call them hands, but they said they looked like mittens, or like claws, like just one big finger. Yeah. <laughs> stumpy hand. Yeah, stumpy hand. Charles and Calvin were able to look around, but yeah. not move. Body paralysed, yeah. eyes fine again. Yeah, it's a classic technique for aliens. And these alien dudes were just standing there staring at them, completely motionless. There was no kind of physical reaction or, or any kind of you know, indication that they were doing anything. Yeah, just, just, just like they've just invited them into a room and just gone. They just didn't move. Just walked over, put yeah. the rand on, and then just took them back in, and then they're standing there completely. Just looking at them, going, "Hmm." So, uh, you had a good day, <laughs> like that. So, um, Charles noticed whilst he's staring at these weird entity-type things standing there, he saw something coming out of a wall. He describes it like, well, he says a wall. It just sort of appeared out of. The light. The light, yeah, essentially. He said it was like a large floating eye-type device that hovered in front of his face for a while, and then it it moved down the front of his body, Mm. went underneath him between his legs, back up his back, round over the top of his head, and then again hovered in front of his face, and then it just receded back into you know the wall or, or whatever the fuck it was. And at that point, the alien dudes fucked off. Probably just, I don't know, went for a pint or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's enough for today, look, Gary. Come on, let's get, it's our lunch break. Come on, yeah. back in a bit, lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they were there, standing there, paralysed, unable to move. Charles said he was inwardly panicking. He thought that, I mean, he didn't know if they were going to be taken away. Mm. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. They could have just don't even know if they're on the earth anymore. He had no idea what was going on. I mean, and when you're paralysed and you've got no control, I'd imagine it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, you can't move. But soon enough. The alien dudes return. They placed their manky-ass fucking claw hands on his shoulders uh, and led them out of the UFO, putting them back in exactly the same spot they picked them up from, and, le- and you know where they where they grabbed them. But they 
let him go two, two feet in the air, let him drop basically onto the floor, which is a bit rude. Didn't yeah. even put him down, you know what I mean? Uh, Calvin was apparently standing with his arms outstretched, just fucking like going into shock, like serious, serious shock. Uh, and they heard a, uh, a hissing and popping sound and the area was again flooded with blue lights and whatever this thing was just shot off into the sky and disappeared. Mm. And they reckon this incident lasted 20 minutes. Right, okay. You haven't any of that, Rob? Um, no. <laughs> you look at me going, nah. Nah. They tried to compose themselves, but, you know, if this has happened to them there, it's going to be pretty difficult. It's pretty freaky still. So, you know, did they both come out with the same story or? Yeah. How long was, what's his face um, um, unconscious for when he fainted? He came to him on the craft. Okay. And then, we, he, so he fainted when these things were walking towards him. And then he came round on a, on a craft with these weird fucking monster things in front of him. Unable to move, just with his eyes. I mean, how terrifying is that? Mm. And then they chuck him back out. It'd be fucking, be awful. They said they were shaking, like totally mind fucked. They were yeah, trying yeah. to com- compose themselves. They had some whiskey, drank some whiskey. Didn't know what to do, so they headed back to Charles' house. They didn't want to tell anyone for fear of losing their jobs or ridicule. What do everyone, why are people bothered about that? If, if you've just had that happen to you, I'll be screaming it from the fucking rooftops. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even if people don't believe you. You know what I mean? You, you, you can think I'm mental, but this is what my, either my brain's interpreted of a situation or it has actually happened to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They thought it was, what happened to them was so important and obviously utterly bizarre. They, you know, for all they knew, the same stuff could be happening to multiple people around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what if these aliens, if that's whatever they were, had sinister motives? So they seriously entertain the idea this could be a national security, possibly global threat. Mm. Could be the beginning of an invasion for all, for all they knew. Yeah. So they went to the local Air Force base, who apparently didn't give a shit. Think you were flying? Nah, they didn't care. Quite literal. Yeah, didn't care. They just said, just go to the police if you think something's happened to you, which I think is quite telling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You'd think that the Air Force would be interested in that. Yeah, it makes you think, oh, they're just pissed up boys or something popular. So they went to the... Some um, sort of drugs or something. So they went to the police station. Uh, cops listened to them, obviously, and were like, what the fuck are you two on this? Nah, I'm not having it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, lads. They interviewed them separately before speaking to them together. The stories were the same, and the feds did notice how fucked up. They, I mean, they were shocked, drained, panicking, shaking. Mm. Something could happen to them. So thinking, nah, something's not right here. They left the two two men in the interview room by themselves, which had recording devices fitted. Yeah, yeah. So just in case they go, oh, that was a good one, Gary. You done well there. That's exactly what they thought. Yeah, yeah. Good, but it didn't. It went the opposite. Instead, once they were alone together, they seemed to become more panicked and terrified. Uh, like we're like, no one's going to believe us. They they each said they didn't want to go home because they were just too scared. Calvin talked about how he you know he felt like he was going to have a heart attack when it was happening. It was that terrifying. Mm. He was like literally thought he was going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to visit a doctor to get sleeping pills because he just said I'm not going to be able to sleep. Charles was praying to God out loud. And cops said it was like proper disturbing to listen to. You yeah. can you can hear it on YouTube. Oh, they've got it actually all recorded and out on YouTube. Yeah, oh, you okay. can hear it. Yeah, they sound scared. They don't sound. That scared. Okay. So could it, is it? Is it got video footage of them in the? No video footage, just mm. audio. Okay. Because they didn't know it was they were being recorded. No. Okay. So I so it's just I would believe it a bit more if there was video footage of because it could be like me or you yeah. making something up and going this was done in the police station. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. I didn't think about that. It could, it, you know. But yeah. Carry on. So they were examined at hospital. 
mm-hmm. by doctors. They were initially checked for like radiation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people always think that you're going to get radiated. When yeah, you're why, 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 that's a good point. Why do everyone think like aliens are like made out of like pure radiation or something? Like if you've been around a craft, you're going to end up being sick and growing six eyes or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They were all okay, no radiation, other than being in shock and, and scared. They were fine. The next day they went to work, solid, can't have a day off. No. Fucking hardcore. You've just been abducted by aliens and you're going to work the next day. Mm. Um, the sheriff called them up halfway through the day because news, port- news reporters wanted to interview them about what had happened. Seems like somebody had blabbed. Yeah, someone said something at the police station or something, yeah. So the press said um, loads of people have been ringing in with reports of seeing a blue object in the sky and their their uh, abduction scenario was being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Hickson and Parker were unaware of the, the sightings. They just... They yeah, were just they're just telling their story, weren't they? They were just engrossed. That's why the press were interested. Because mm-hmm. they were like, did these lads know about that? They were like, nah, man, they're too scared. They haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. Something adds up here. The story became a glo- global like sensation in, the ma- in a matter of days, which is pretty fucking impressive for the back in the 70s yeah, yeah. and a couple of lads getting abducted by aliens yeah, on yeah. a river. And the town they lived in was flooded with reporters, news people, crazy UFO people, like, you know, pestering them, camping out looking for aliens. It got a bit out of control. And ironically, when it, the interest really ramped up, the Air Force base, who initially turned them away, calling it bullshit, Mm. Called them in for medical testing. Uh, right, okay, yeah. So they're just susceptible to hype, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Charles, that's it. Just if you get a bit of hype, they'll go, yeah, come on in. We'll check this out now. Might as well have a look at them. Can't uh, Should have done that in the first place. Yeah, and you could have kept it under wraps and it would have been sorted. Maybe they've done that before. So Charles Hickson actually underwent hypnoregression 36 hours after the incident. And it was carried out by a geezer professor, James Harder. But apparently it was a waste of time. He was too... Too traumatised, he couldn't be calmed down. He he's just screaming or whatever all the way through it. Well, they're saying close your eyes. He's like, he couldn't even close his eyes because he kept seeing them. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Terrified. Laughing. They both passed lie detector tests several times, but I don't really think that really means anything these days. You can you can kind of blag them, can't you? I think so. I think I think they they kind of shit you up with it, don't they? To try and make, say it's ninety nine point one percent chance, but I think it's probably a lot lot lower than that. I think it, it depends on the person. If they're a psychopath and they've got no empathy or no nothing, they, they, the way their brain thinks is different. So whatever they say is a lie may not trigger as a lie in the brain because they're just tapped. So The reason why I think something happened to these fellas is they do interviews. Calvin Parker does a lot less, the young lad. And he actually went on to have several nervous breakdowns. He attacked news reporters <laughs> who like, pestered him for answers. He mm. didn't want to talk about it. And he was, I think he was either sectioned or hospitalised several times suffering nervous breakdowns you know so something happened to him mm. what it was i don't know you can you can see the unease in his body language yeah years years later he's still he's like fucking i don't this is freaky shit yeah yeah i imagine you're not going to get over that quickly no. you know what i mean but hickson on the other hand he learned to accept it and he just got on with the rest of his life in relatively normal circumstances and he did most of the talking to the press he was also offered money to say that it didn't happen, which he refused. Mm. So he's, I don't know. Money to say it didn't happen. They were trying to prove that it was a fake. Say, look, we'll give you a thousand quid or ten grand via news agency if they can get the scope on the, you know, the scoop on the Pascagoula incident. I'd, being do you know what fake. I'd do? If I got offered the money, I go, I will admit it, but I'm saying that you gave me money to admit it. Yeah, take the money, do that. Yeah, because then then people will get the idea that 
you've been bribed, someone's trying to bribe you to do that, you're going to take the money because, and then you're making them look like idiots by saying, they, I've been paid to say that it was fake. Yeah. Simple, leave it as that. Just so, so for this money, it's fake, but is it? No. I, f- I think he didn't take the money because he ended up writing books. He oh was right. like, yeah, you've got to get that alien cash. You know what I mean? Yeah, alien cash, yeah. And he was like a director and a producer of some like, this gets a bit, come on, man, you are cashing in. A little bit, yeah. but some information about these entities, whatever they were, whatever they were, came to light from somebody else who had apparently had an encounter with them. Now this is batshit crazy, and I right, fucking okay. love it. Okay, <laughs> they came from the Cirrus star system, and they were completely peaceful, like a completely, you know, angelic, calm race of of aliens. They were a vegetation-like creature that how'd evolved from a tree. <laughs> how do they know all this? Because somebody got taken by them and they... Oh, right, okay. Up to the the planet or something or... No, they just told them on board. So, okay. walkie-talkie yeah, minds. That's batshit crazy. I so like they, it. So they evolved from like a, a tree, basically. Like an intelligent tree. A sentient plant that can fly between the stars. Uh, if you remember, though, Parker and Hickson said that they didn't notice them breathing at all. Mm. That might explain that. Okay. Uh, the beings constantly moved around star systems, almost nomadic in existence, possibly on some form of scientific mission, like Flight of the Navigator. And they were fascinated with our acts of violence and war and hostility towards each other because they didn't have that. Yeah, thinking, why are you, you know, what's going on? Yeah. To kill another to them was, it's not even a thought. Yeah. So the fact that we're doing it with massive bombs, they were like, what? The? And the device that floated out the wall towards Hickson, downloaded, apparently, his memory from his whole life. And they were particularly interested in his... He was a soldier in, like, I don't know, career or something like that. They were, they wanted his combat memory, and they used his memory for contemplation whilst moving to their next destination, and they existed in a near constant state of meditation. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so these things have been born out of a tree for a start. They're an evolved tree. How many of these trees are there? That's what I'm wanting to know. I don't know. Is it's it like is it like the Amazon? So there's millions and billions and trillions of Maybe. Maybe. Knows. Maybe they live for hundreds and hundreds of years and they just branch off. Wait, so, no so pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone aliens are trees floating through space. This particular race were. Mm-hmm. were I wonder if they were like made out of bark. <laughs> that's why they look wrinkly. Because it's yeah, because of the yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. When if you punch them, you go ow, or you, you know, if you've got an axe to them, you go be careful, it's going to spew something. It's just like sawdust. Oh, what? Yeah, just chuck paper at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here you go, killed you. <laughs> be terrifying. Be like aliens coming down and throwing arms and legs at you. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, just like bits of body just throwing at you, <laughs> just to annoy you. you know, what's going on? I thought that was brilliant. That ending bit. I thought that's. What? Who mad. told him that though? The aliens told him. Somebody, somewhere along the line, got abducted by. And did, oh, did they do the classic like James Bond thing? You know, when they they got Bond and he's tied up, the laser beam's about to destroy his nuts, and uh, they go, "I'm going to tell you my whole plan and how I'm going to do it," and then he escapes and stops it because he, he goes, he time. knows exactly. Yeah, the Bond villain always leaves the room and leaves and leaves Bond to die after telling him exactly what he's about to do and when and the time and all that. So when he does escape. He just goes, oh, that's a piece of piss now. I know exactly what's going on. Really elaborate ways to kill people in that film, wasn't it? Just yeah. shoot him in the fucking head. You yeah, got you him. got him. Just shoot him in the face. You yes. know. So they were told by a fella that was abducted. 
And right, he said, okay. this is like not the first time that we've come into contact with humans. These two people, walkie-talkie brain, told him all the detail. And then he said, this is what we do. This is who we are. No need to be scared. <laughs> walkie-talkie brain. Alpha Bravo, Alpha Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Tango, do you read? Over. <laughs> yeah, so you'd be going, what is going on? It's a talking tree. <laughs> it's a Fuck. talking tree. Talking like a walkie-talkie to me. <laughs> Through my mind, he's <laughs> yeah. even got a mouth or eyes. This is fucking well weird. Oh my god! Let me set fire to him, bastard. Yeah, I reckon that around the circle because we've got to do another podcast immediately. From immediately, super special one with yeah. the lads down in Australia. Okay, so that was the uh, alien abductions. Yeah, we've got a few of them. We'll do more of them. They're fun yeah. to do. They always, they always, like I say, I always, I want them to be real. <laughs> and I reckon I've said to you out there in the kitchen, there's probably like ninety. Eight percent of it's bullshit, I imagine. You know what I mean? Of of every story and everything um which is linked to aliens, but there's that two percent which could make everything real. Real. Two percent of doubt, because we've not there, yeah. we don't know. So to me that two percent means everything. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're gonna do more alien abduction ones because and I'm gonna go I'm gonna find the craziest fucking ones I can. Just the maddest ones. Yeah. Tree people. That's brilliant. Love it. Three people from the star system... Cirrus. Cirrus, yeah. Existing, contemplative, meditative states. Travelling between the stars. Brilliant, isn't it? Anyway, see you next week, people. Laters. <laughs> <laughs>